You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. An enormously important show today uh, before we're done, uh, and we're going to talk uh, about not only a, a job possibility and career option <laughs> for you, but we're also going to uh, break down some very big issues facing women in the uh, year 2023 and the public in general. And we've got a all-star lineup to stay here, so don't go anywhere. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. He is playing the role. As as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No, He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Very happy, by the way, to have Kristen B. Tate back on the show today. She's been off a few weeks. Uh, and Kelsey Bowler is back with us. And the extraordinary thing about these women that take their time and help us think through these uh, policy issues is that they they are moms in the midst of growing families. Kelsey's on her third pregnancy in the last uh, few years, and yet she continues to fight the fight strongly and energetically, and I'm so grateful that they are willing to take the time to keep us informed. Another one of those moms that's doing a great job is Margot Cleveland. She's at The Federalist. She's their senior legal correspondent, also a contributor to National Review Online and The Washington Examiner. Uh, but she uh, watches some of the issues that you don't, and then she helps us understand them uh, kind of in a uh, everyday uh, sort of sense. And, Margot, it's always a pleasure to have you. By the way, Happy New Year. I don't think we've spoken since the calendar flipped over. We haven't. Happy New Year to you as well. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, let's talk about kind of your sense. Uh, I mean, and you really do focus on on some of the most important kind of legal things and and you oftentimes catch things that are in the fine print that nobody else does and i'm just curious between document gate and i don't know what is going on with hunter's rental agreements with his family and if they're laundering money forty nine thousand a month in rent who does that i mean i know some really wealthy people here in new york city i don't think that billionaires billionaires whose kids could probably afford it would charge their kids $49,000 a month in rent. So ah, there's just something that seems off about that. But you not only have those issues, you've got all of the investigations that the Republicans who ran for office pledged to investigate while they were campaigning. And uh, it's 2023. They're, they're starting the agenda. Kevin McCarthy has his leadership team in place. They have followed through on some promises early on. Um, but do they run the risk of the public becoming bored or disengaged uh, because there's so many rabbit trails to chase down in these things? You you often are the one, uh, you know, in, in writing, chasing some of these rabbit trails and getting the real fine print out there. But what's the danger for Republicans here in 2023 as it relates to all this legal stuff? Absolutely. So, Kevin, I think that there's kind of a twofold danger here. One is the public gets bored. And two, that the public sees this as a partisan witch hunt. And I think that the solution for both of those is to be very clear and focused on what you're investigating. And there is a lot that justifies it. And earlier this week, I had an article that was talking about we're not investigating Hunter. We're investigating solid evidence of misconduct. And I want to kind of break it into what the three buckets are that I see as far as new investigations, because we still have the whole Spygate Durham report to come, which hopefully will expose a lot of the problems, even if there's no convictions. But we obviously have the classified documents, which I'm going to keep that as a a separate bucket because that's uh, pretty self-contained. But then we have the censorship at Twitter and we have the Biden family uh, laundry, for lack of a better term. <laughs> that's that's you know, a good the term. Buy, it's a great play. term. Yes. Yes. So of those, I really think that the Twitter censorship is the one that's the cleanest. And when I say the cleanest, there's a lot of censorship that was going on. But that the part that the oversight committee should be most concerned about is the FBI lying to Twitter and Facebook and who knows how, who else 
that this story of the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. And the reason for that is it's not just a scandal about Hunter and the media, but more so it is a scandal about the FBI and the intelligence community. The complicit deep state. Exactly. So I hope that when the House is doing the committee and the hearings and what they are looking for, they stay focused and maybe even just do weekly talking points of why this matters and keep it focused. What is your assessment of how those committees look, particularly judiciary and oversight? And what, what, how does that change your hopes or anticipations for what they do? Well, I think that the committees so far look very solid. And you have, obviously, Jim Jordan is excellent for heading up the subcommittee on the weaponization. It's very easy to get sidetracked with the media and also to get overwhelmed with the details here. Well, let's go back to the documents for a second. This is, you know, they took one picture of some folders on the floor in the vault at Mar-a-Lago where everything was stored according to National Archive and Secret Service protocol. In fact, they added locks and, you know, additional security measures because the archives and secret service had said you need to do that. Um, how it, it's, it's mind boggling the, the hypocrisy and double standard that you could have file boxes literally sitting in grease spots in uh, Biden's garage next to his Corvette, the Corvette he likes to take out and show off all the time in the same house where this compromised kid who's paying $49,000 in rent a month. Uh, China has his uh, number. Uh, Iran has his number. Russia has his number. Ukraine has his number. It see, th- this this seems like such a bigger deal, and that's just one location. We don't know what was in the McLean, Virginia house, for example, or the uh, the other house in Delaware. We just know of the one so far. Um, right. What's your reaction to where this is all going? So I, I guess a couple points. When the story first broke, I was just laughing hysterically because the, the Biden administration pushed themselves into this corner by creating this fake scandal about Trump. And as far as all the points you make, I think they're absolutely true that there's the compromise, they're not safe. I frankly don't think that they, you know, anyone was booting for for the classified information. I think much dangerous is who had the information on the laptop that Hunter thought the Russians had. I think there's a lot more that's dangerous out there. But one thing has kind of made me take it a little bit more seriously, and that is that Biden and his folks have not downplayed what the documents were. They didn't say, oh, these were, you know, things are always overclassified. These were travel itineraries. No, in fact, he sent his attorneys to go look through them, not clerks or anybody else. Yep, exactly. Which is another question of why was it attorneys? And I kind of have two theories there that maybe the attorney u.s attorney investigating hunter subpoenaed some documents so of course they're going to have attorneys go and look for the documents and when Uh they come come classified they can't just you know shred them because they're going to have to sign under oath that we've searched we've turned over documents etc or it could be that someone related to the Penn Center, just an admin person saw them and because Mar-a-Lago was all over the news, they knew how you know important this was. And you know they called their boss and the boss's boss called Biden's attorneys and that's how they end up there. But we haven't given, we haven't been given any context of what was in these documents other than leaks saying, yeah, they dealt with Ukraine, which to me, again, that's telling. Why would Biden's folks leak that? It had to be Biden's folks that were leaking that it dealt with Ukraine. It was to, you know, kind of soften up the public. So when it comes out what the documents were, it's not going to be as bad. And lest we forget, mm -hmm. they latched Trump to an impeachment based on Ukraine. And to this day, most of the American people didn't understand what that was all about. Margot Cleveland, you're doing such good work at The Federalist. Uh, Her latest piece, by enabling leftist misinformation, Twitter helped Democrats and their media allies peddle another Russia hoax. Go read it. And, uh, Margot, thanks for your work here. Thanks for being with us. Oh, thanks so much, Kevin. You got it. You got to read her. She's she's one of the most important minds in America. All right, coming up, Kelsey Bowler joins me next. You're not going to believe what they want to do with your children. Stay here. 
This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. Recent media coverage celebrating falling inflation is taking a victory lap a little too early. Yes, inflation is lower, somewhat. It certainly has come down from the stratospheric levels of nearly 10% a year, but at 5% a year, it's still unacceptably high. There's no grounds for our policymakers to declare victory. The job just is not done. Rising demand for inflation hedges like gold, Bitcoin, and inflation-protected bonds and foreign currencies show that investors know that the inflation crisis is not over yet, even if the ruling class which caused it and benefits from it is in denial. You don't need a Ph.D. in economics to know what's going on. You just need to go to the store and buy a dozen eggs. When pay doesn't keep up with the cost of living, that means you're losing ground, and government is the culprit. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet... MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Listen online at WMCA.com. Tune in iHeartAlexa or Odyssey.com. All right, Kevin McCullough, and every week I promise you, if you'll send uh, a real-life question, Mike Connors is going to answer one each week uh, from the mailbag. Uh, Mike Connors, of course, of Connors and Sullivan. Mike, this week's question, uh, my cousins are fighting as to who owns their mother's house in Queens. My aunt is alive, but she's not saying a thing. How do you find out who legally owns a house? Signed, Susan from Flushing. Mike? All right. Well, if the aunt is in Queens, it's very easy to find out whose name is on the deed. There's a system called ACRIS, A-C-R-I-S, and you plug in the address and your deed, assuming the deed was recorded in the last almost 60 years now, the deed will show up on your computer and you know whose name is on your deed. I know a lot of times when the confusion happens, let's say a husband and wife own a property together, one of them dies, sometimes the kids think, hey, dad died, I get half the house or part of half the house. Usually most of the deeds are written husband and wife, so if something happens to the husband, it all goes to the wife. But there's no mystery about it. You can just... Get into the system and find out, get the deed. And it's very user-friendly. If you just know the address of the property, you can get the deed in minutes. All right. And then uh, if you have any other questions about house ownership and how to pass that down via a trust or will through your end of life, Connors and Sullivan are the people that will help you do that uh, spectacularly. Uh, And all you have to do is call them, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. And then make sure that you're listening as Mike Connors answers more questions with me, Kevin McCullough, each week right here. But he also answers them on his broadcast, 8 a.m. Saturday mornings on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. And Sunday mornings starting at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Connors, thanks so much. Thank you, Kevin. Listen to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio with Bishop Larry Gators. Bishop Gators is 100% pro-Christ, pro-life, pro-Constitution, pro-U.S., and pro-President Donald Trump. Tune in Monday nights at 930 on AM 570 WMCA. Don't miss it. Do you want to walk in integrity and victory, forever transformed by the power of God? Join Pastor Ray Hagistilianos of Living Word Christian Church of White Plains, New York, weekday afternoons at 2 for More Than Conquerors. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. Remember, just because the journey gets difficult, it doesn't mean God's not in it. More Than Conquerors, weekday afternoons at 2 on WMCA. Want more AM570 The Mission? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am570themission.com or download our AM570 The Mission app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM570 The Mission. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Take one modern lady mixed with classic sensibilities and a keen eye on what's news. A fellow at the Independent Women's Forum, Kelsey Bowler, exclusively at Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us and uh, always grateful to be able to chat with one Kelsey Bowler who has her finger on the pulse of what's being done to and what's best for our kids in ways that few other pundits have. Uh, in recent years, and always a joy to have her back. Hi, Kelsey. Uh, good to have you. Um, I am very curious, when you look at what's going on with um, the the Biden family, and you see, I mean, there's just some things that are begging for official questions to be asked. Why would a father charge his son $49,000 in rent? Uh, what What was that money actually coming from if he was not employed at the time? Like, there's all kinds of uh, strange stuff here, but as you're watching this entire stuff go down, what are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, my thoughts first off are there's a massive double standard in the media's coverage of I, I don't know if you want to call it one scandal because there are multiple scandals uh, yeah. we could raise here um, relating directly to Joe Biden and then also um, his son Hunter Biden. I mean, obviously we have the classified. Uh, document hypocrisy. Um, and then we also, there was a story that I couldn't help but, um, mention involving Hunter Biden trying to prevent uh, his his biological child from being able to use Biden as um, a last name. And quite frankly, I mean, I apologize for my language, but what a scumbag. Who would go yeah. to court to prevent your own child from being able to use your last name? Um, well, remember, you know, this was a kid that he denied. He, this was a kid he denied even was his. So, I mean, it's it's obvious he doesn't want to have any responsibility or take any responsibility for his actions along this line. But going once once you've been you know shown up in court, you'd think at least you know you'd have the the dignity and honor to to take care of it. Right, and of course this was the child born out of wedlock, um, supposedly to a woman who worked as a stripper, and you know people can have their own thoughts about that. But it's interesting that we would have such a prominent figure from the left, which claims to be all about women's empowerment and right. sex positive. Um, really just degrading this woman's, this mother's dignity by trying to prevent their child from being able to use the Biden last name. I think, you know, if that, if this were happening with any of the Trump children, the media would be all over this story. Um, but of course, you know, there's whispers of it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I saw it in the Daily Mail, but you're not hearing this story being the scandal being discussed on CNN um, or MSNBC. And it really speaks to the character and the integrity of Hunter Biden. And, you know, this, this does, it is relevant to Joe Biden who brands himself as um, this compassionate uh, moral figure. Well, I think you have some work to do with your son because no, no man should be treating a woman and their child this way. It's truly shameful. Um, and then, well, they you know, did the wrong thing, Hunter. Kelsey. But but the problem is they did the wrong thing. The reason that the mom is getting uh, the you know she she's getting come up uh, like the people are coming after her is because she was supposed to abort the baby. She she let the baby live. And so now it's, you know, they're, they've abandoned her because she didn't keep the narrative the way it should have worked. Uh, she's, she's a terrible person for giving her child life. Right. I mean, truly, that is, um, you know, at the heart, probably what is going on here. And I usually, you know, try to stay away from these more sensational stories. But again, I think this does reflect um, something deeply flawed about the Biden family's character, their morals. Yep. I mean, this is the the son of the president of the United States. Of course, you know, we try to separate um, the president's children from the president, uh, you know, in, in, in the past and in the present. But Hunter Biden has been intricately involved with his father in business dealings. And so his life and Joe Biden's judgment 
to include him in uh, in his business dealings to connect him with the figures, the connections he's made uh, through his time uh, working in Congress all the way up to VP and now the president, it is relevant. Um, and, and I do think it's worth a conversation, especially if this man wants to run for president again. Yeah, no, no doubt. All right, let me shift gears. Um, the NCAA allowing trans athletes to play in female sports. Um, the uh, Independent Women's Forum is actually taking some action on this. Where does the score stand, so to speak, in 2023? Did, was there any progress made in light of the Leah Thomas situation from last year? And, and, and what is IWF trying to do? Well, certainly the issue of biological men competing in women's sports has been elevated to a very uh, prominent spot in our national conversation. I think um, in terms of public awareness um, that this is happening and the negative impact that's happening, it's having on women um, has greatly improved. We know public bullying is on our side, uh, that we should protect women's sports for women. Um, There's something fundamentally unfair, not to mention unsafe, about biological men competing in women's sports. And so IWF was part of a coalition to actually go in person to the NCAA um, big annual meeting where this issue was one of a number uh, that was addressed. And one of our um, excellent spokeswomen, Riley Gaines, uh, she was who, who was directly impacted uh, by Leah Thomas's participation in swimming, uh, handed a petition with a lot of support to the NCAA, and NCAA is supposed to issue a response. Um, we know they've kind of been trying to find this middle ground um, where they're allowing individuals who identify as transgender to compete in women's um, sports if they meet certain requirements. They've kind of tried to punt it to different authoritative authority figures um, to make the decision so that they don't have to answer the tough questions from parents and athletes and the general public about yeah. why in the world it is fair for uh, men to be competing in women's sports. So uh, we we did see a lot of success at that meeting. Um, we are hopeful we'll get a response. And it's just so important to continue this pressure and the public awareness campaign because every year more and more female athletes are being negatively impacted by the NCAA's transgender athlete policy. Well, it's not, and it's not even something that's just, you know, um, emotionally or mentally damaging. I mean, there's there's physical injury that goes into it. And that's one of the reasons why, what was it, the professional fighting ranks? Was it, uh, Nick, help me out, which which professional was it? Um, uh, it wasn't women's boxing, but it was, like it was one of those. WWE or? Yeah, one of those said, <laughs> you, we're no longer going to allow uh trans whatever whichever one it is that would be in in the women's division the trans men i guess uh to to be there uh because it's unsafe and so they're they're sticking right. all the people that want to be other into another league that's going to be the other league uh and i guess they'll you know fight uh them but at least there's an acknowledgement even if it's you know in one of the less um, noticed uh, areas that this is dangerous this is dangerous to women and we we should be having this conversation publicly and loudly so that we can protect them. Sure, appreciate all that you're doing, Kelsey, and, and what the IWF has done, and uh, we continue to, to wave the flag here and just let us know how we can help. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. You got it. There she goes, off to be a mama. Love that lady. Stay here. Guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all. Available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally new pajamas feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination with naturally new pajamas. 
Go to Pajamagram.com right now and save 25%. Pajamagram will even wrap the whole gift up for free. That's right, 25% off naturally nude pajamas and free gift packaging. Listen, if you missed out on this offer during Christmas, don't make the same mistake twice. But you need to order today because last year they sold out before Valentine's Day. Here's what you do. Go to Pajamagram.com right now. That's Pajamagram.com. Use code NUDE, N-U-D-E, and save 25% off your order of naturally nude pajamas. Order now. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Can I have two minutes of your time? Because in the next two minutes, there is a woman who is going to find out the news here in the tri-state area that she is pregnant with an unexpected pregnancy. And while this month celebrates abortion across the nation, we would like it to celebrate something else. Maybe the day that her baby is saved. Scott Wilder is here from Preborn. How does it work? And here's the way it works. You provide ultrasounds and ultrasounds save lives because ultrasounds are the truth. A lot of people talking about follow the science, follow the science on climate change, follow the science on the boosters, follow the science. How about following the science on life? We know so much more today than we did in 1973. This is the Sanctity of Human Life Month, and we invite you to join us and save lives by providing ultrasounds. It's easy to do. It's ours to do. And we're standing. We're praying for you right now that you would just say, yeah, I'm not going to wait another minute. I'm going to start 2022 the right way. I'm going to stand for life because this is an inside job. If we don't do it, it's not going to be done. And so would you stand with us today? 833-850-2229 is the number. 833-850-BABY. If that's easier to remember, you can also give online at WMCA.com. But friends, right now, there are young women making the decision to abort or to uh, carry that baby to, to term. An ultrasound gives her a chance to see that baby living, to hear that baby breathing and making noise and uh, fluttering about inside her womb firsthand. And friends, I don't know if you're like me, but the first time I saw my unborn child on an ultrasound, it melted me like uh, candle wax. So this is the opportunity. You can help save a life right now. 833-850-2229. A five-pack of ultrasounds can be banked for a gift of $140, a 10-pack for $280. They are $28 each. Could you be generous and give right now? 833-850-2229 or WMCA.com. Again, that number, 833-850-BABY. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Libertarian or conservative? How about a take on government that's just chock full of common sense? Kristen B. Tate gives her take exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio. And when I tell you that we have the sharpest minds in all of talk radio as our uh, kind of panel of experts here, I'm not I'm not lying. Uh, Margot Cleveland to start the show, Kelsey Bowler on the on the gender issue, and now we're going to talk digital currency problems. With none other than the woman who has been talking about him more than anybody else, Kristen B. Tate, writer for The Hill and a very successful, multiple-time, best-selling author uh, and new mama. And we, we, we like all of those things about her. Kristen, welcome back. Happy New Year. Good to have you. This week, you wrote that the arrest of uh, Sam Bankman-Fried may be the smaller news story coming out of the recent collapse of FTX. And we covered it here that it was a it was a it was a money laundering scheme basically is what it was money was was being was was being raised sent to ukraine coming back in in donations to 
predominantly Democratic candidates. They lost a whole bunch of it. The new the new management has tried to find some of it. But then you go on to write that because of all of this, that politicians may miss the point completely. They are full speed ahead on what you call the onerous uh, onerous federal regulations and establishment of a federal digital dollar. Kristen B. Tate, why does that worry you? Hey, Kev, thanks for having me. Yeah, so the FTX collapse is a win-win-win for the Democrats, and I'll tell you the three wins. The first is, as you mentioned, FTX funneled tons, a, a, a sick amount of money to the Democrats in the election. Mountain cycle. loads. And then yes. they, yeah, and then, the, and then they waited to shut the whole thing down until after the election cycle. So that's the first win, is it was a money laundering scandal to the Democrat candidates. The second win is they can now use this scandal to uh, push a crackdown on unregulated cryptocurrencies. Even though they've benefited from this in the last election cycle, now they can come in and say, well, look at what happened here. Uh, We need to come in and we need to ban digital currencies that are unregulated. And the third win, and this is the most scary of them all, is that they can use the scandal with FTX to push the creation of a federally controlled digital dollar. Uh, And I've been writing about this for a while. This is something that uh, the Fed is currently exploring. And politicians, surprisingly, on both sides of the aisle have been excited about. But this latest scandal with FTX gives them even more reason to push forward aggressively with this idea. And what this would mean is a transition to, um, you know, essentially a cashless society uh, where we all have digital federally controlled wallets uh, and transactions could happen instantaneously it also means the fed obviously would have uh you know the ability to create trillions of dollars out of thin air and and uh distribute it to whoever they want they would have the ability to to block you from banking uh they would have the ability to peer into your finances now of course politicians will say they're not going to do any of that but the possibilities would be there and it's absolutely terrifying Kristen, we should be very very eyes wide open about this because they're already trying to peek at us precisely this is about largely about uh the irs getting their hands in on every single transaction you know a lot of people might pay their housekeeper or a babysitter or a landscaper with cash the days of that are gone the irs is going to want to get their hands in on all of that every single time uh, uh, currency transfers from one account to the other. Uh, but, you know, but politicians, even on the right, Kevin, are saying, oh, we need to do this to be competitive because China's doing this and China's our biggest geopolitical competitor, so we need to do a digital dollar, too. Well, I want your listeners to understand what's going on in China. The digital currency that's currently being rolled out there is being used to create a social credit system whereby the government uh, classifies certain purchases as good and certain ones as bad. And those who uh, engage in, quote unquote, bad purchases get a lower social credit score. And this can impact uh, citizens' abilities to get loans, uh, to even bank at all. I mean, you can imagine the possibilities, the terrifying possibilities that this could uh, lead to if we had uh, a, a, a tyrannical-minded left-wing politician in the White House, as we do now, uh, along with a left-wing Congress, uh, you could see situations where people would lose access to banking for certain kinds of purchases that are perfectly legal, such as firearms. Um, you could see a situation where employers could say, well, we don't want to hire anyone who's engaged in, in uh, political donations to causes that we don't support, like the truckers or something. Uh, or you could have situations where American citizens are blocked from banking altogether and have absolutely no way of engaging in our economy because we would, again, be a cashless society. This is all far down the road. I believe this will be rolled out gradually, but this is where it could go. So people yeah. need to start being alarmed by this, and Republicans need to wake up because a lot of them are on this bandwagon naively, I think. And um, this is not about making us competitive on the global stage. This is about protecting Americans' freedoms. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it's about. Okay, read her piece in The Hill. It's called The Digital Dollars Coming on the Back of the FTX Collapse. Kristen Tate, opinion contributor for The Hill, an all-around swell person. Kristen, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Kevin. Always a pleasure. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. Hi, Kevin McCullough. My pillow is having their biggest bedsheet sale ever. 
The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes now on sale. For example, the queen size regular, only $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code WMCA. Order now as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Precale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code WMCA to receive the MyPillow Percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use the promo code WMCA. That's 800-651-0798, 800-651-0798, and promo code WMCA. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Download the AM570 The Mission mobile app on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on WMCA.com, TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. This is Pastor Matthew Recker with the Heritage of Faith Conversations program. Join us every Sunday night at 6 p.m. to get Bible questions answered live on the air. Join us Sunday night at 6 p.m. Hi, Kevin McCullough. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College because court reporters are such an essential part of the legal field. Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's P-L-A-Z-A college.edu. WMCA welcomes the new show, More Like Jesus, with Pastor Dave Gustafson. The missing piece to all of this is Jesus. And here's why. Because Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And by doing that, he connected us with the power of God. Listen Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. And I realize that to the world, it seems foolish, but it's not. It is the key to all of this. More Like Jesus on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. Want more of AM570 The Mission and our hosts? Then interact with us. Follow us on Twitter for encouraging tweets, what's coming up on the radio, news from our ministries, deals from our advertisers, and more. Our handle is at AM570 The Mission. Come tweet with us. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. As President Trump's first deputy national security advisor, she helped set standards in the White House. In the Pentagon, she was the equivalent to a four-star general. And now, it's time to set the record straight. It's The Briefing with KT McFarland, exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio. So glad to have you with us. So glad to always check in with KT McFarland, uh, who wrote on her Twitter feed uh, just yesterday, I believe, or a few days back, I guess it was within the last week. She said, 40 years ago, UK Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher helped President Reagan stand up to Russia and win the Cold War. She'd be ashamed that current PM, Rishi Sunak, I think is how you say the name, 
refuses to even question China over its arrest, imprisonment, and torture of a British citizen. KT McFarland, the aforementioned, now joins us. KT, um, this is not our our great ancestors' England, is it? No, and 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 the reason I tweeted that out was so the story behind it is there's a man called Jimmy Lai. He's a Hong Kong entrepreneur, British subject, you know, has citizenship, British citizenship, created um, a media empire in Hong Kong, and dared, just dared to slightly criticize the Chinese government. And since China's takeover of Hong Kong, China has stripped people, British subjects and people in Hong Kong, of all their rights, and they're now just subjugated by the Chinese government, and the Chinese government just can't tolerate any criticism at all. So this man, you know, he's a super mogul. He's been put in jail, he's been tortured, and who knows if he'll ever get out of jail. He'll probably die in jail. And yet the British government, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, won't even mention the guy's name, um, much less stand up to China. And I think it just shows that, you know, leaders, there are certain leaders that come along, like a Margaret Thatcher or Ronald Reagan, who really do stand up for principles and change the world, and then there are others. What is the harm in bringing this up? I mean, it's not like he has some agreement with China to be chummy with them, is there? No, and it, 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 let me just put this into a historical perspective. In the Reagan administration, the Russian Soviet Union had put dissidents in, not in jail, but sent them to Siberia, hard forced labor. Right. So every time President Reagan met with a Soviet leader, Russian leader, he always brought the topic up. So did Margaret Thatcher. What are you going to do about those dissidents that you have unfairly jailed in Siberia and putting into forced labor camps? And the Soviet leader would, you know, mumble something but move on to the next. The point being, you put your marker down at the beginning and you say, this is what we believe in, this is what we stand for, and we are going to just put it in your face every single time we have a conversation with you. We're not going to invade Siberia, we're not going to spring them loose, but we just want to make a point here that you can't do this. In a civilized world, you can't do this. And why the British Prime Minister, in answer to a question on the floor of Parliament, um, wouldn't even mention the guy's name. I mean, why would he? There's nothing, there's no downside for him, okay, right. other than maybe the Chinese get a little ticked off at him. But who cares? You know, if you're a strong leader, you make a strong stand. I agree with you. I agree with Margaret Thatcher, and I agree with Ronald Reagan. It seems to me that when you are um, burdened with, with true leadership, that there is a cost that comes with not always having things be easy. And it seems to me that the, the path of least resistance, particularly in America right now, is where uh, a lot of the West has its head at. Uh, KT, these times are crying out for a strong leader. You know, I've always, I mean, I've been around government for, oh God, I want to tell you how many years, but 50 years, around senior people. And I've known all the Republican presidents, all the people who have run for president, and, and I think that, it, that a great leader boils down into three categories. One category is the leader who is constantly taking public opinion polls and then changes his position based on the poll of the day, the poll of the moment. I think a Bill Clinton was like that. Yeah. And there's another, public, there's another kind of leader who just says, screw the polls, I'm going to do whatever I feel like. And I think George W. Bush was like that. And then there's that third, very rare leader who says, I know what's right. I know that the people may not agree with me, so I'm going to go out and explain to the American people why I believe this and make my case to them and turn them around to my way of thinking. That's real leadership. And that's what Ronald Reagan did. If you go back and look at his speeches, some of which I had the honor of writing, Reagan would make the case to the American people. He believed firmly in democracy and that if you made a clear and consistent case to the American people of why you chose this path, why this was the right thing to do, why the other path was the wrong thing to do. The American people could come to the right conclusions themselves. And then when you would have lasting change as a result of that, then that's when you start making a real difference. That's when you start having generational changes, not just, oh, the popular opinion thing of the day and the issue of the moment, or as George W. Bush, I think, just went on and did what he wanted to do and kind of, you know, history be damned. So I'm looking for that third kind of leader. I don't see one on the horizon right now. I don't see any, in, you know, certainly not one in the White House. But I do believe that there are a number of governors, Republican governors, all of whom are making that kind of a case to their constituents. 
And that's the kind of president I would like to see elected next. Great leadership extends way past our own borders, no? Well, it has a profound effect on the world. And and if you look, all right, so World War II, that was the British Prime Minister Winston Churchill and Franklin Roosevelt. The two of them changed the world. Then you had Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan working together. The two of them changed the world. You have an American president working with Japanese leaders. That changes Asia. Yes, the American president is the one everybody turns to, not only because we're the richest and biggest and have the most powerful military, but because of that sort of moral authority that the United States has. You know, if you look at this sort of world history, um, the United States has a rare and unique position right now in the world today. I mean, China, biggest population, they're an authoritarian country, but they don't have any allies. Other countries may fear them. Other countries may do homage to them, but they don't have any allies. The United States, on the other hand, has allies, allies in Europe, allies in Asia. We may not always get along with each other, and we may have raucous differences. We may argue with the Germans about, you need to put more into your defense budget to shoulder more of the burden of NATO, or you should, you should contribute more towards the defense of Ukraine. So we may argue over a lot of things, but at the end of the day, free market democracies are the strongest, most powerful force in the world. Yeah. And that's why the United States can lead, not in the way that Joe Biden talks about leading, where we're just going to spend a whole lot of money on everybody and then buy our friends, not in the way other countries have tried to lead just by, you know, the, the example that I would bring to mind is the Soviet Union keeping the Soviet, um, the member states intact, you know, the Eastern Europeans and the Caucasus countries under under its thumb, but the real leadership where they're equal out, they get an equal share of the conversation, we bring them around to our way of thinking because it's the right argument. You know, I don't think any leader has should ever regret doing the right thing. Yeah, no, that's well said. As is most of the things that KT McFarland says when she joins us each week. Uh, KT, always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. Honor and a pleasure for me too, Kevin. Thank you. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. My final thoughts straight ahead. Don't go away. Get ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular nine-day Mediterranean cruise with Alistair Begg this August. Renew your vision, purpose, and connection with Christ as Alistair powerfully unpacks God's Word during this spectacular adventure. All along our journey, opening God's Word so that we might become more like Jesus. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519 or visit DeeperFaithCruise.com. Numbers mean much to me because of prostate cancer. I'm Johnny Braggs, the number two, for my stepfather who died of prostate cancer and my uncle who suffered so much after prostate cancer surgery. The number 15, 15 years since Dr. Lederman's successful treatment of my prostate cancer. The number zero, which is my PSA, zero, after Dr. Lederman's successful prostate cancer treatment, what every man wants. The numbers one, two, three, four, important for every man with prostate cancer. One, getting the most successful treatment. Two, avoiding radical robotic surgery. Three, keeping sexual functions. Four, maintaining urinary control. Call my Dr. Lederman, 212 Choices, 212 Choices, to consider his prostate cancer treatment for you. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted, 1384 Broadway at 38th. Call 212 Choices for prostate cancer treatment. Call Dr. Lederman, 212 Choices. I'm glad I did. You'll be number one with Dr. Lederman. Listen to your favorite Christian programs anytime on the OnePlace app. Download and listen offline. Stream to your car or automated home device. Download OnePlace at Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg welcomes back New York City Council member from the 6th District, Gail A. Brewer, to talk about today's council compared to the council she served on 20 years ago. It's Reaching Out, Saturday afternoon at 4.30 on AM 570 and 102.3 FM, The Mission, WMCA. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio yeah kevin mccullough glad to have you with us you, you know that the the two the two little guys have been uh, arguing back and forth lately haven't you i mean you know you know that these conversations went on 
See, I knew it. Ah, uh, come on, Cab. What's a few classified documents between friends? I told you. I told you all the time. I knew it. I knew he had some, too. <laughs> I can just picture that going on, you know. Uh, that uh, as soon as the document scandal came out, uh, you, you knew that 45 was sitting uh, most likely in his, uh, in his uh, room at Mar-a-Lago yelling at the TV going, I knew it! Anyway, uh, glad you're with us, Kevin McCullough. Uh, you know what else we know? And we, we started out this show with uh, this topic. Um, it's, it's not just national security that uh, Biden's wanting you to ignore. It's this whole idea that now your natural gas stove is a problem. Now, uh, young man Nick, uh, the, the the beloved Malone yes. estate. Do you use natural gas in your in your estate for your food preparation? Is natural gas a we part have, of your? We have electric, and we have uh, we don't have a gas stove heater, but uh, more power to you if you have one. No, okay. So you're in, and so you're 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 good then. You're you're yeah. greeny. You're yeah yeah. You're just burning coal at the electrical plant. That's all. Yeah, we're fine. Uh, those of us that use the the natural gas, and I have I have one of those ranges that has like five burners on it, which is kind of cool. There's one in the middle that I can just make it as hot as I want. Nice. Do big things, but uh, yeah. So those of us that have those, evidently we're the problem. And this is what uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has had to say about it. Uh, she said, uh, thus saith Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she says, did you know that ongoing exposure to NO2 from gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance? Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, I didn't. I don't know that that's science. I don't know where she got that from. But Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is trying to say that you should not have the right to use clean and abundant natural gas. And it is clean and it is super abundant. We have a ton of it uh, because it's 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 linked to reduced cognitive performance. Now, I'm wondering when she came to this conclusion, because if you go on her Instagram. Where Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is preparing food, whether it's, you know, um, some sort of soup or, uh, or you know, her, her junk food that she, she makes on the fly, uh, or whether it's uh, any number of things that she's, she's always in the kitchen, like trying to cook when, she, when, she, when the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Instagram account is, is being done live. And the National Review has captured some of these screenshots, and in every one of them, her gas flame off her stove in the back is bubbling up something. It's boiling some water or making something yummy and warm. So, see, again, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, uh, did you know that ongoing exposure to NO2 from gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance? She's been using it a whole bunch. Actually, this is starting to make a little bit of sense now. I kind of get it. Yes, thank you, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. It explains a lot about your cognitive performance. Kevin McCullough, we'll see you next time.